Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony and we are coming to you as always from our offices in the Woodworth Building, downtown Owasso, home to our company AZ Business Solutions where we help grow your brand from A to Z. I'm joined today by a fellow downtown Owasso business owner uh, and somebody who we have invaded his former space and we're moving <laughs> our print shop to. And I'm sure uh, if you're watching, you've seen his old signage above there. and Maybe you've been in his shop. He had... Oh, what was that? We got we got a video playing in the background. We're just gonna go ahead and mute that. Dan, Dan, like the sociopath he is, instead of hitting mute, he hits volume until it goes all the way down. There's no easy way Yeah, so uh, fellow downtown business owner, we're taking over his old space. If you had been in his old shop, it was one of the coolest shops that I've ever been in. Well, and I you. hear that the new one is even cooler, which we're going to look at that later on in the episode today. But we are pleasure to have the guest, uh, Brandon Mikey, owner of Darker MFG. Brandon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you here, man. So why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and what Darker MFG, uh, Darker MFG does? Well, it's a Darker MFG Co., which is Darker Manufacturing Company, and the uh, MFG Co. is just kind of just a formality because, you know, like Instagram handle Darker yeah. was taken, Darker.com was taken, so it's like, okay, I need to incorporate something, something else. else to make yeah. it stand apart. So that's where it all, the MFG Co. comes in, yeah. but like the company is Darker, and that all came about because... When I first started it out in LA in like 2010, 2011, there was like tons of bands that was like black this, black, 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 and I was just like, really ah, black. <laughs> it's got to be darker than that, and I was like, oh, that's cool, and then I started, you know, messing around with fonts, and just like, it just looked really cool. Yeah, just, so that's the origin of the name Darker, because yeah. clients kept saying they wanted darker and darker. Well, just because... It's amazing. Just come up with names, you know, just kind of yeah. hard. Oh, I know. Messed around with a few other ones and just didn't look right, didn't feel right. But as soon as I started with darker, it just looked right and felt right. And I you, ran with you it. You felt it. Yeah. It, it, you knew yeah. it was right. Well, I was just sharing with the staff yesterday um, when I was trying to come up with a name for this business. Um, we had a multiplicity of names. We had AZ Creative Solutions. We had Nash Marketing. We had, um, I can't remember some of the other ones. And then we had one was az creative business solutions from a to z like a mouthful I'm like what are we doing here so like going through the evolution of coming up with a name right <laughs> and then ever since today i launched the company i'm like i wish i would have picked a different name but yeah. now i'm just married to it so it is what yeah. it is i know it's part of me just like man i really hate the mfg co because it gets confusing people will say differently it's just like just say darker it's just darker yeah most people just <laughs> say darker i think most people just say darker <laughs> So actually, we just had a friend of yours on our show recently. We call her Annie Mortgage, but yeah. you're good friends with Annie, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my girlfriend. We live together. Yeah. yeah. So you're close friends. Yeah. Yeah. She, time. she was a great guest. We enjoyed having her on the oh, show. Yeah. And so <clears throat> tell our audience what Darker MFG Co. does. We uh, do handmade leather and canvas goods from scratch. And... 
sometimes I get a little offended when people are just like, oh, you're not just putting your logo on stuff? It's like, no, I'm making everything from scratch. Yeah. Every little part and piece except for the hardware. You know, and it's all, you know, American-made leather, American-made canvas, and everything's cut and put together by hand. You got cows out back. You, yeah, you I cowhide. No, <laughs> no, no I get the leather from a company called Wicket and Craig. They're down in Pennsylvania. Nice. They've been around since 1867, so it's like right after the Civil War. I mean, That's they crazy. know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. It's like one of, I can say one of, but they're one of very few companies that do the vegetable tanning. Yeah. So it's not like a bunch of harsh chemicals in it. Yeah. So. Well, it's really, really cool uh, what you guys do. Some of the stuff that you guys do is just awesome. The Thank you. different products that you've put out are just, you know, the handmade craftsmanship is incredible. And Thank I've you. seen some of the videos that you've done of you actually putting stuff together. Yeah. It's an amazing process. I mean, I looked up online what somebody that does what you do is called, and I found a cobbler and a tanner, but those are not really it because a tanner really makes the leather. And no. a cobbler is kind of more of a shoe person. So is there an official name for what you do? There's not. I've looked it up, but I just kind of say, you know, there's, you know, someone works with metals, a blacksmith, so maybe a leathersmith. A leathersmith? Okay. Know, just Call it a brownsmith. Craftsman, a brown artist, smith. designer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's pretty cool either way. We're going to well, show our you. audience a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, I actually had to ask a question here. How do you came up with the name? But you already answered that. That's a very cool process. I wouldn't have thought that, but that was really cool. So um, who are your clients? Like, who do you sell to? Uh, a lot of friends, a lot of word of mouth. Um, you know, I had the storefront. It was a lot, a lot of walk-in, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of local business. And then, you know, I had a few, like, bigger jobs. You know, the MSU, that was that was sweet, their capital campaign, so mm -hmm. it was 300 passports, 300 portfolios. So it's it's a range, but I'm hoping to expand that range with an actual website, web store. Yeah. Which is funny, the guy who's been working on it just texted me, hey, I think it's about ready to go. You oh, just need nice. to plug in the products, so that's the next it. step, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to happen very soon, so I just got to... Today, tomorrow, I gotta photograph all the stuff I have and fun stuff. Get her going. <laughs> so, in your ideal world, do you prefer to like make your own stuff and sell it, or do you want to like be someone that contract people contract you to make stuff for them? It depends. Like onesies, twosies. Like I hate that. It's like yeah. you know, one of the reasons it's MFG Co. Manufacturing Company because yeah. I like to do more than one. Yeah, it's not darker one at a time. Yep, it's yep. darker manufacturing. <laughs> That's like, right. Give me. If you think 20, 30 is too much, it's not. It yeah. makes it worth my time because there's so much setup. So much involved. You know? Well, I understand that a little bit, even with the print shop that we bought. Right. You know, a lot of people right. come in like, you know, I want to put my grandma's name on this quilt or whatever. And it's actually more work to do one than it would be to do 30 of them I know. by the time you set it Just all set up. up. Set up and break down. Like yeah. there's, so, there's so much work involved in the actual setting up. Yeah. Like that's why I've been doing more like the reels. It's kind of like, you know. Yep. 15 seconds yeah. of, you know, 15 hours of yeah. work. It's like, it's sad. That's it's what like, people like. You gotta do it. That's what people like. It. Yeah, you gotta become a content creator now. Right, I work for Instagram yeah. too now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not that, it's not that we don't, you know, it, it, for us, like, you know, the one-offs, it's not that we want to say no to people to bring a one-off, but, you know, our one-off price is very expensive. Right. A lot of people come in and they're like, man, it's $40 for one shirt. And I'm like, yeah, mm. I mean, the time it takes, I mean, if you think I, I'm going to have an employee on that by the time right. of creating the artwork, setting it all up and getting the machine ready, it's probably two hours. Right. That alone is, you know, 
what the way wages are. So I mean, you know, it, it's it's tough because you want to be the small town, small right. business that supports the community. For sure, we love that. But sometimes people don't understand like. When you're making stuff yourself, like in doing one of something, right? It's it's a task, but for sure. I mean, like, um, you know, just the artwork itself, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I got to come up with, you know, a pattern for this. I can't, I can't just, you know, cut it out. There's right. patterning involved. There's yeah. math. There's geometry. There's a lot more work than just cutting yep. and sewing. Yep. So. Absolutely. Well, so as I mentioned earlier, we, we are now actually, you were in the space directly below us. We're sitting on top of where you used to work for a lot of years. And when we, we bought the print shop about a year ago, and then I was right around the time that we found out you were moving. So I told Randy, I'm like, dude, we got to move our print shop, right? We'll have all of our employees under one roof. Yeah. And we're still in the process of that I kind of walk you through our space and it's a mess right now. We're trying to kind of re, you know, revitalize that to fit yeah. what we have. But talk, talk about your new space. Like I've seen pictures and I've heard people talk about your new space and I've heard it's incredible. Some people said it's the coolest space in downtown <laughs> yeah. Owasso. Tell I mean, us about it. I mean, it's, it was a lot of work and you know, it's kind of a bummer that it's private. I mean, I will do appointment only, mm-hmm. but it's on the second floor just to kind of get away from you know, people knocking on the door and yeah. interrupting me. I just wanted to be you know, a little bit secluded and, and that building came up for sale and jumped on it, right place, right time. And yeah, you know, I really wanted to just get out of here because there is a lot of a lot of noise going on. A lot on. of noise going on, driving me insane. Yeah. So now that I got the space dialed in, you know, just like I feel like I'm just now like starting to get back to work. Yeah. And get back in the groove and making things. So, but yeah, the, the building was had a lot to do with that. I just wanted a really cool environment to yeah. create. I just wanted my things around me, the things that just kind of like, Inspire you know, you. could be just like a little package of thumbtacks from, you know, the 30s, just like the graphics, you know, that little thing just like, gets me, gets the ticker going, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's very unique what you guys do over there. It's it's a, it's an it's an art form for sure. It's, it's craftsmanship. And uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, you gotta check it out. Maybe see if you can set up an appointment. Um, I know on open streets you had your space open, yeah. so there are probably times of year where people can come in and check yeah. it out. But yeah, fun. I mean the whole the art walk I had to open to the public that like made me really nervous because yeah. I just like there's so much stuff up there. It's just yeah. it's hard to keep track of everything and everybody. So and you got some more heavy equipment. How yeah. did you move all that over there? Uh, Brockman's moving in storage. Okay, <laughs> you'll be getting a call from us, Brockman's, because we got some heavy equipment that needs to be moved as well. No, they were great. They were, they were in and out. It was great. And then uh, Andrew Marr helped me out a lot, and Annie and Carl and had yeah. some help. Yeah, it's just a lot of a lot, lot of work. Moving. A lot of work. Yeah. Well, what do you enjoy most about what you do? Like, what do you like about the career path that you're on? Um. Well, I'd just say like before, before I did this full time, you know, it kind of made me unhappy because. I just always had these ideas of just like, oh, I, I can make this and create this and just never finding the time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, I have the time, I have the space. And, you know, just, just having something built in my mind that I've thought about for so long, I can just go right to the pen and pad. I can draw it out. I can dimension it out. I can cut it out. I can have it made so quick. And yeah, that just, I don't know, that just 
makes me feel fulfilled. Yeah, it's a labor of love. It's been yeah. a long, a long Yeah, I mean, journey. a lot of things that I make have been bouncing around in my head forever. Mm -hmm. You know, it just gets to that point where you obsess over it so much, you know, you know exactly where the thread is going to start and stop. Like, yeah. I'm just that methodical with everything. Yeah. So. I think that's a good lesson for people listening. Like if you're, if you have something that you enjoy or you're passionate about and you want to turn it into a business, like you can, like, especially today, like yeah. you can turn just about anything into a business. Yeah. But problem is like a lot of young people, like they look at where you're at now and they want that, or they look right. at a business like mine, like I want that. And it's like, they don't realize like the hours and weeks and months and years that you've put into it yeah. and thought about it and are still improving it and where they might think you've made it you're like dude i'm just getting started for sure and it feels like i just sure. launched this thing and the sleepless nights and the late nights oh, yeah. working on your space and building something that's you know everyone's you know, sleeping and you're there working your job all day and then going home and working on your side project yeah and just always being tired but always just grinding and like you're saying like like where I am at now versus where I was at before. Like I just had one little dinky sewing machine. Yeah. Like I had just had mental breakdowns trying to like figure it out. But yeah. like thank God I was in Los Angeles, like five minutes away from the fashion district downtown, so I could just go down, get the parts I needed, talk to people. Oh well, you need this. You need to do that. And just like and learn. Learning. I learned yeah. a lot just by asking questions. Yeah. That's like where I've learned most is just being able to go somewhere. Hey, I'm getting snagged, and here's oh, well, try this tool or try this yeah. tool. I'm just like oh, yeah, why did I think about that? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it it's kinda, all a process for sure, and it kind of it's it's tough being in a while in a small town away from the big city just because you know you need a little part. You got to go searching for it yeah. online. Thank yeah. God there's, you know, the internets. Yeah. But there's nowhere really to <laughs> Thank go. Thank you, Al Hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Well, you know, that's that's the thing I think that a lot of people just miss is, you know, the work, the grind to mm -hmm. get get it there, to never stop. Yeah. And and when you're passionate about it and you enjoy it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like work. It's not as no. now. There are times where it's just work. I mean, there's right. still that but it makes it a lot easier. And then the process, like you said, of learning, yeah, getting better, like just because sure. you're passionate about it doesn't mean you can do it. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, there's always going to be hiccups. You're like, there's always going to be little things that are going to like, oh man, I missed like, you know, forgot to measure the thickness of this. So the, you know, the geometry didn't line up properly. Right. I mean, you're going to have those little <laughs> meltdowns and freak outs, but you just got to just keep going. Like keep, yep. you know what it looks like in your head. So just keep, Keep, keep learning, keep learning. Like, and the good thing is, you know, because of the internet, as you mentioned earlier, oh, yeah. like, there's a lot of information online where you can go oh, find yeah. out who else has had this problem and this struggle and you can right. learn from people. So, well, what would you want people in our community? I mean, our listeners are mostly, you know, here in Shiawassee right. County. Um, the three of you that are outside of Shiawassee County, we appreciate you listening. <laughs> um, but, you know, what would you want people in this community to know about Darker and, and how they can engage with it? Maybe what some of the future plans are? Um, hmm. I don't know, just like expect to see more from me. Mm -hmm. I know it seems like, you know, you know, Instagram and Facebook isn't everything. Like I'm doing stuff always. Oh, yeah. It's always work behind the curtains. I'm always doing something. So I just feel like I'm just building something. I'm still in the process of building something. Yeah. And I just, I don't know, I'm just... I'm still climbing the hill. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Just, just wait, you know, I want to have another storefront. I want there to be more, you know, so I'm just in that process, it's a process. of building. Be and, patient. Yeah, be patient. I, it hasn't been, you know, I pretty much renovated that building by myself. Yeah. And just had reset up every machine. Just It's just been a lot of work. Right. <laughs> well, like I said earlier, I mean, we're in an instant gratification society. People right. want things now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just be patient. You have, We have For so sure. much time. Do it the right way. Don't right. cut corners. And, right. Yeah, absolutely. And then now with having the website, I'm going to feel more comfortable about posting pictures of products. It's mm-hmm. like there's no point of posting a picture of a wallet if you don't have them ready available. It's yeah. just like, there's no point. Yep. I'm not gonna post pictures of wallets. Yeah. Even though I got a bunch of them done. Yeah. They're sitting there, but just been waiting for the website. Yeah. So. No, I get it, man. I so get just be it. patient. Just I'll be get there. Be patient, yes. <laughs> um, so we always send our guests a little questionnaire to ask them some stuff so we can get to know you, the person. You know, a lot of times people see the business owner, they don't know the person. And so we like to allow our audience to kind of, you know, get an inside look at our guests and who they are, what makes them tick. And so, you know, we asked you some of these questions and I thought some of the answers were fun and I'm gonna have you explain some of them to us. You said that the favorite place you've ever been was Laguna Seca, Seca. Laguna, Laguna Seca, Monterey, California. It's a, it's a they, racetrack. Oh, it's a racetrack. Yeah. It's in Monterey, kind of racing? Uh, MotoGP, Formula One. It's like one out of two tracks in the U.S. that hosts the Formula One and MotoGP. And uh, I went there in 2010, 2011 with an old boss, Josh Warner, who owns Good Art out in mm-hmm. LA. And we just had a good time. We had full access passes. Wow. And there's vintage bikes, brand new bikes, you know, Red Bull doing backflips and helicopters. It was just such a just <laughs> rad experience. Just cool. That track is just so cool. It was just so cool. Well, you said in one of your questions, it said if you could have any job in the world, it would be some kind of a racer, whether it's yeah. bikes, cars, boats. Yeah. Have you ever done any racing? Uh, yeah. I, um, when I was younger, I raced BMX for uh, House Wheels. I was sponsored by House oh, Wheels. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. We just had Rick on the, episode, on the podcast yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, well, I always had dirt bikes. I've always had motorcycles. Uh, I mean, I've had some fast cars, and I don't have fast cars anymore because I end up getting in trouble. And, yeah. I mean, I still do, but, yeah, I don't know. I just like... Uh, just like the high octane, I like just like cars, bikes, and boats. I don't know. Talk right. about it, <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Yeah, you first, first year. <laughs> you you I mean, to get paid to, you know, yeah. get that adrenaline, and I don't know. I just think it's really cool. It'd be really fun. <laughs> I, I I love it. Yeah, I thought someone asked me one time, like if you had just we could do one thing that's illegal and get away with it, what would it be? And I was like, I would want to do a high. I would want to have a super fast car and do a high-speed car chase trying to get away from the police. Like, that would be so much fun for me. I think that would just be insane. Yeah. So, you know, the, the adrenaline of, like, am I going to get stopped? Am I going to run into something? Like, that's, yeah, I've always enjoyed that kind of, uh, like, I've never done a race. I've always wanted to do the demolition derby, though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's really fun. Yeah. But I've also done the um, Richard Petty experience oh, really? a few times at MIS, driving a, a NASCAR. Yeah. Wow. So that's been really fun. I mean, it's like five, six laps, but it's yeah. Yeah, so much fun. We went out to Vegas one time and we did the drive the exotic car experience where they charge you like 250 bucks and you yeah. get to pick like a Ferrari or a Lambo. I chose the Audi A8 because it was the cheapest one. <laughs> uh, it was like 190 bucks still. And 
you get to go like two laps, and then the first lap is basically with an instructor, like, mm-hmm. and then the they don't even really barely let you get on it. Right. Like, that was the worst hundred and ninety bucks right. I ever spent. My time to get used to it. It's like, all right, next guy. Next yeah. guy. Well, yeah. go run to the ATM, get some more money, That's go for right. a few more laps. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so this one kind of surprised me, you know, because you're an artist. Because when you look at your work, like this dude's attentive to detail. Yeah. Said so yeah, you have it's... really bad handwriting. Right. What's yeah. That? Yeah. Like, why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. It's like when I was in you know, elementary school, I'd get in trouble a lot of times. So I wouldn't really pay attention because I'd always be drawing. Yeah. I'd always always draw. Mm-hmm. Like Even in college, like I'd get in trouble because I wouldn't take notes. Sketching. Just like there's no, there's no point in me writing notes because I'm not going to be able to read them. So I might yeah. as well just sit here and soak it in. And doodle, yeah. You know? It's funny, when I, whenever I take any kind of notes, like if you see my notes, there is as much doodle and I'm usually drawing stuff relative to what they're saying. Right. But like to me, I'm visual. So like I see it better than I see words. I see like an image of something that they're talking right. about. Or I'll draw like a, a graph or a chart to kind of explain it. It's <laughs> yeah. just the way my mind works. Right. So yeah, looking at my notes is a little a little crazy. But um, you said if you were stranded on a desert island, had one CD to listen to forever. What was that CD? Modest Miles. This is a long drive for someone with nothing to think about. <laughs> that one's just so good. It was like... Never heard of that one, honestly. It's one of their earlier albums. It's really good. It's just like, there's really slow, soft songs, and there's really heavy, fast ones. It's just like the range of that album is just, it's so good. and You could last for, forever yeah, on the island with yeah, it. Yeah, just like, you know, first listening to it in high school, you know, and just, I don't know, just something about that album just always just resonates with me. I liked your answer about your last meal, filet mignon. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice, one, always a nice, medium big, rare. medium rare is perfect, that's how we cook it. Do you prefer <laughs> to go to a steakhouse or do you like to cook your own steak? Well, Annie doesn't like red meat, so. Oh dear, I know. that's so tough. I just have to go somewhere, but I do like to cook it myself. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 um, I love going to a steakhouse, mm. but like I always feel like I can I can prepare a steak better yeah. than anyone can prepare it for like me. Me and Annie, we, we cook a lot. Like, yeah. We can cook. I saw the pizza oven. Yeah. That's so pretty like, cool. We love to entertain. We love to cook. And... Yeah. Okay. Now, now, if Hollywood made a movie about your life, <laughs> all right, you said Christian Bale would play you. Yeah. So is this like Dark Knight Christian Bale? Is this like Newsies Christian Bale? Like, which I don't movie? know. <laughs> I don't know. So he's... So many good movies. Yeah, he's a good actor. American Psycho, uh, The Prestige. Yeah, that's funny. He's a very thinking, versatile actor. I started thinking about The Prestige. And I'm like, oh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman would be a good one too. That's a good. One. I could uh, see that, especially when you had the beard. Right. Yeah, I could see Hugh Jackman. Yeah. So, can yeah. you sing? Because you can sing. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> he never tested I'm it. Try it out. Give me guitar. <laughs> Proudest moment achievement. You said finishing the MSU capital campaign order. You mentioned that earlier. What was yeah. that order about? Um. It was like every 10 years they do a capital campaign and raise money for the school. Mm-hmm. And it started off as like they wanted like 3,000 of this, 3,000 of that. It was like wow. a huge deal. And then what were they ordering? Like uh, passport cases. They were like, there was talks about a bunch of stuff and then it got knocked down to um, 300 passport cases and 300 portfolios for the $300 million donors. So that was pretty cool. Wow. And there was a lot of back and forth and I had a due date and I was back and forth. It's like the time, the, the clock is ticking. Like yeah. I gotta get to work. So then, like when it came back to the 600 pieces, I was halfway relieved, but still worried. I mean, yeah. that was like that was a big order oh, for yeah. someone who was like I had just been open down there for like two or three months. Yeah. 
and hadn't done like big order like that ever. Yeah. So well, and like, again, you're doing one at a time. Yeah, like, it's handcrafted. Like, that was like a learning experience for me. So I say, I miss you paid me for an education because like that job was that was big and I learned a lot. And yeah, I'm really thankful for that. And yeah, like, when I was done, it was just like, well, yeah. I'm glad. I know I can. I'm capable of that. Yeah, and that changed a lot of gears. You know, on the front, the front sign said darker MFG manufacturing. Yeah, just yep. the formality. Yep. And then I changed the logo, the dyes, everything to MFG Co. So I felt like after that job, like I actually felt like I was a company. A company, yeah. yeah. Very like cool, man. It. That's very cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very cool. You know who else I think could play you? I just saw it when you left. Stephen Baldwin. You ever been told that before? Mm-mm. No, that would be a good one. There's a little similarity in, in looks, I would say. I've been told but, I look like a young Dan Aykroyd. Before. Dan Aykroyd. I, yeah. I may see it a little bit. A young Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I don't know. All right, man. So you got your phone there? Yeah. We're going to move on to a segment called Explain That Post. <laughs> so I went down your social media and I tried to find something that, uh, you know, our guests would enjoy. So I'm going to airdrop you this photo. And this just needs a little more context. <laughs> uh yeah, that's the Rose Bowl flea market. Did you make this jacket? No, I no, think I it's was studded. Just, yeah, I was just trying them on. They wanted way too much money for that one. I ended up buying one that was not studded. But yeah, that was at the the Rose Bowl flea market. If you're ever in Pasadena and out in the West Coast, go there because there's so many goodies. It's, yeah. it's so cool. Can I get a jacket like that? You probably that's, could. That's very like George Michael. I <laughs> 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 All right, how about this one right here? This is a younger. Mulleted <laughs> Brandon Mikey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That haircut, I think it needs to come back. Well, I mean, that's, that's a beauty right there. The I thought mullet about is making it before, a return. Before I cut my hair off, I thought about it. It's like, man, I've already had, I've already went through that phase. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's probably my, the mullet should only be a one time phase. Yeah, in that's, life. that's my mom's doing. You know, we're, uh, you know, they're, they're 80s kids. I mean, my parents are only 20 years apart. So oh, wow. They were young when they had me, my older yeah. brother. So yeah, oh, that's awesome. I, mean, I, I rock vote, and roll. I vote for bringing back the mullet. I, <laughs> I had, for, I think I had a little like lightning bolt earring too at that age. Dude, you were really like a, a George Michael coming yeah. up. Man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about your journey a little bit. You born and raised here in Owasso, is yep. that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, did you go to college? Yeah, after I graduated, Owasso uh, High School in 05, I moved to LA. Went to Otis, Otis College of Art and Design for four years. Studied architecture, we had a BFA in architecture, Bachelor's of Fine Arts. Oh, wow. And then in 09, um, the market crashed and no one was building. So like any leads I had on jobs were a dead end. I was like, eh, I don't know. And then I ended up moving to Hollywood. They've been right off of Sunset Boulevard for a little bit and met Josh Warner, who owns Good Art. He was looking for somebody to um, do 3D modeling, like building parts. So I started working with him kind of on the side, and then he ended up getting a building, and I helped him renovate that building as well. So when I started working there, um, doing 3D modeling, building parts, making really high-end jewelry. So that was cool. And then, uh, I don't know, I just felt like I kind of grew out of that, and I. I ended up leaving there and trying to pursue darker on the side. Because like when I was working at Good Art, 
I was doing, doing little bits of leather work there, like making keychains and it's funny, I, like one of the first projects I did, I was doing this like crazy clipboard thing for Tom Cruise out of all people. Really? There was a lot of celebrity clientele. Lots of celebrity clientele at this company. Lots of celebrities in and out. And yeah, one of the first jobs I did was for Tom Cruise and like getting like his logo and getting it into the leather, like doing all that work. That's where I kind of fell in love with the leather work. Yeah. So that's where it, I've got my first machine and started doing stuff on my own. And then I left there and was doing the leather work out of my apartment. And then um, a buddy of mine, Jeremy, posted he was looking for some help at his business. District Millworks, which they make like really high end, like custom furniture out of reclaimed, like barn wood, essentially barn and like railroad depots. So I started working there and like that was pretty cool. Um, and we were doing like shuffle boards and I was doing like the lining of leather there. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I just kept, kept doing the leather stuff on the side, just kept doing it. And then, uh, yeah, I was out there four years of school and worked for four years and I don't know, just kind of got over the city. I yeah. just like, I... O-Town is like it. that. O-Town yeah. is like that, man. Everybody leaves, but then it's just like a homing beacon goes off and you just want to yeah. come back home. Yeah, it's like, okay, I seen it. Yeah. It's like uh, Forrest Gump when he's, yeah. he's running, I'm running, 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 I'm going home now. <laughs> yeah. It's like kind of how I felt, it just like hit a wall. It's like, eh, yeah. I'm done. Yeah, man. No, I went Done. to New York for four years yeah. and, you know, it was great. I loved it, but, you know, you just start thinking, like, I want to have roots. I want to have my family. And, yeah. Like, this is a great place to start yeah. a family. And yeah, I had a, a cousin who had passed away, too, and just, like, you know, coming home and being around my family and just, like, I don't know, just Michigan family. And Truly is no place like home. Oh, man. There's Michigan's no place great. Like Owasso gets a bad rap sometimes, but it's home yeah, to me. I but, like it. I mean, Owasso's a small town. Like, yeah. Michigan has a lot to offer. Yep. Like, Michigan's a big state. Yep. Michigan's a big, beautiful state. And there's so much here. Yep. I agree. I agree, man. So, it's interesting to me, like, how you ended up in this journey. I think, I think it's cool because, you know, I've always thought, we ask an 18-year-old kid... To, to, to go and spend a sizable amount of money or parents pay for it and make them choose like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? And almost no 18 year old kid knows what they want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. And so we send them off to college and typically by the time they're done with college or a few days later, they determine like they want to go a whole different route. Yeah. But it's all part of the process. For sure. A, I mean, you know, I want to school for architecture. I'm right. not doing architecture, but right. I kind of am. Right. You know, on a very small scale. Yep. It's like when I was growing up, like I was always like building connects, making models, building forts. I've always been hands on. Yeah. And like my grandparents were like, oh, you're going to be an architect when you grow up. So I've always it's had in your mind. architect, yeah. architect, yeah. architect. It's like, all right, I'm going to school for an architect. That's you know? how it usually works. And it's just like, I, you know, I was pretty good at school. I like doing all the projects. I just like doing the work. You know, I like creating. Yeah. So like, I think, you know, going to school for architecture was like a big piece of the puzzle that, yeah. you know, has got me to where I am Yep. with, you know, just, you know. Well, and I think, I think, you know, people almost need to reverse engineer it. Like, instead of like determining, I'm going to go to college so I can do this. Mm -hmm. I think people need to really take the time, you know, and I don't think every kid should go to college. I really don't. I think, no. you know, trade schools are great. I think sometimes just on the job experience. Right. I think if you're an entrepreneur, 
a lot of things you can just learn on your own. Right. There's there's some type of education you need, but For it's sure. not always college. It's not right. always college. No. But I think that part of you know what people need to really spend the time doing is sit down and think like, what do I enjoy? Like what what do I enjoy? What what do I have fun doing? What what makes me happy? For sure. And then determine like, can I turn that into a career? Yeah, you know, for I mean, sure. Not, Just not, like don't sit in your basement and you know that job. Keep, keep keep it a, a secret and hidden. You know, like, yeah. You know, what I think a lot about college is, you know, you meet a lot of people, you make a lot of connections, people who are into the same stuff. Yep. You know, like. You're, you're planting a seed and you're just growing this tree and like the branches can go anywhere. You know, you might end up over here. You know, you never know. The point is you got to get out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Clubs or anything like that. You got to get out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good advice. Got to get out there. Put yourself out there. Right. Meet people. If you're doing something that makes you happy, you know, find some other people, you know, and who knows, it could grow into a business. You yep. never know. Yeah, and you know, you have to determine like are you the type of person that wants to have his own business, be responsible for that, or do you right. want to work for somebody that you like and that does something that you enjoy? And so I think that we're kind of taught to just find a career that's gonna give you the best security and the best job and the best retirement. And so many people do that and they work this job that they hate yep. and they buy all these things that they think are gonna make them happy that they don't, and then they have to keep working the job that they hate to pay for the things that don't make them happy. And it's like right. this vicious cycle. And they say that 94% of Americans hate their job. Yeah. And I just determined, like, I'm not going to be the person that, like, my dad is a saint, man, but he worked in the same factory for 45 years, got up every day, never liked it, never hated it. But he just came from that school where it's like, you do your job, you take care of your family. Yeah. And I just like, man, I, I don't want to be the type of person that every day dreads going into work. Right. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people are there. Yeah. I mean, you got to learn how to like be comfortable with like being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I've been very fortunate, you know, I come from a pretty good family. So I'm yeah. fortunate in that sense. But still, like I still I feel like I'm my best self when I'm like the most uncomfortable. Yeah. Financially or you know come out of your comfort re- zone redoing a building by myself it fuels and, you yeah you know, it makes you hungry thinking you did put a layer of paint on and it's still got nicotine stains on it and about halfway have a breakdown just i don't know just yeah i don't know sometimes you just got to punish yourself yeah. <laughs> absolutely and listen i mean you have to also realize like, if you're going to start your own business particularly yeah. like, if that's the route you decide to go i want to be my own boss mm-hmm. i'm going to start my own business like you got to be willing to be broke for a little while. Yeah. Like it's just watch your money. Watch unless your spending. You, if you got people that can help fund you, mm-hmm. if you, but I mean, most business, I had Randy Woodworth on and, you know, he said the reason that most businesses fail, um, is because they're underfunded. Like people get into it and don't realize like how much it costs yeah. to operate a business. So you got to have your money right. And right. you got to be willing, like for a time, like, you know what? I, I got to be broke. When we started right. this, we sold our house. We moved into a smaller kind of crappy house. We went down to one vehicle. Like we made the sacrifices to be yeah. able to get what we needed to do. And sometimes people don't want to do that, aren't willing right. to do that. And, and that's okay too. But if you're going to go down this route, like there's some things you got to consider. And right. for me, I just wanted to be happy. And so that outweighed having money to me. For sure. But so, I mean, like I sold my house as well, moved in with Annie. So like there was, you know, I had that cushion there. But yeah, again, it's like if I hired all the work out, for that building, I'd be broke right now. I'd be broke, yeah. I'd have been broke six months ago. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's like, okay, do the work myself, save some money. 
Yeah. But it might it might take longer. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have the money cushion, you, you can buy yourself some time. Buy yourself some time. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I'm certain, you know, you've talked about a lot of these things, but you've picked up a lot of things along this journey. I mean, it's interesting to hear how it all planned out, went to For California sure. and all the things you learned. Yeah. What are some things you've learned along the way that you think would be helpful to other people? Um, yeah, let's talk about my, my journey to like darker, like my, my family, you know, owns main beverage company here in Owasso, my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came home and I was working there. I was like, kind of the direction I was going was possibly taking main beverage over. Yeah. I don't know, it just didn't, didn't pan out. It just wasn't, wasn't yeah. for me. Yeah. But, you know, a part of my journey was working there and, you know, doing sales and just kind of getting thrown uh, an iPad and just like, here you go, buddy. Like someone had quit or got fired. I forgot how it all happened, but I was just in a position to be, all right, here you go. And being thrown off the cliff like that when I used to be like super duper introverted. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't go up to strangers. I couldn't. Do, I couldn't do that job. There's no way. Yeah. But I was forced into it, and I think that was like the last missing piece of the puzzle was making me feel comfortable with being out in the public like that, mm-hmm. introducing myself. You know, talking, talking with potential clients, talking with existing clients, creating, creating those relationships. I had never done that before, so I feel like you know working at Main Beverage, doing sales there, that was like the last piece of the puzzle for me. Yeah. Right there, man, that is why we do this podcast. Like, because everybody has a journey. Yeah. And all of those things along the way are meant to teach you something. So you can like, you can look at your current position in life and just be miserable and hate Mm -hmm. it and feel sorry for yourself. And, or you can look at it as like, what am I meant to learn from this experience? How do I get to the next spot? Mm -hmm. How do I maximize this time? You know, and people just got to kind of shift the way they think about right. things because every every successful person has that story of that, you know, job that they worked that they mm-hmm. didn't like or that lesson they had to learn that was tough or they had to go bankrupt or they had to do this or, right. you know, and, and all of that's part of it. And mm-hmm. it, it teaches you, you know, to be tough and to learn and right. gives you those things. And, yeah, you, you just, know, you just can't give up. You can't give up. Yeah. We had a guest on here said, you know, he knows he'll never fail because he won't quit. So like, you're gonna have failures, you're gonna have setbacks, but if you don't quit, you just keep 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 going, going. keep going. All right, well, we're gonna move on to the last segment of our show called Say It in 60. So we have 60 seconds on the clock. We're gonna give you 10 rapid fire questions. There's no wrong answer, because those are your answers. So you wanna say, I don't know, I don't care, that's an answer, so it's your answer, right? And uh, if you get them all in 60 seconds, you're the winner. Huh. And that's pretty much all that means is you're the winner. All right. All right? There's no grand prize or anything like that. All it's right. just bragging rights that you could answer 10 <laughs> questions in 60 seconds. So, <laughs> But it's, this is how we squeeze the last bit of brilliance out of our guests. Right? So are you ready for this? I'm ready. You ready? Dan, you got 60 seconds on the clock. All right. The timer starts now. What is a must-read book? Anything by Bukowski. What is a daily habit everyone should do? Uh, brush their teeth. What is your favorite podcast? Probably Joe Rogan. Michigan or Michigan State? Michigan. What's your why? Why? Uh, to feel fulfilled. To feel fulfilled. Apple or Android? Apple. What's your favorite quote? Um, probably from my grandpa. He said, um, what was it? You only got one life, you only got one chance, so you might as well do it your way. Love it. What is a must-binge TV series? 
Twin Peaks or X-Files. How much time we got? 15 seconds. 15 seconds to tell our audience, what is success to you? Being happy, you know, getting, oh man, just getting your, turning your ideas into something that's real. Yeah, love it, man, love it. And with a few seconds to spare, you did it. All right. Good job, man. You answered 10 <laughs> questions in 60 seconds. Right. Very good. Brilliant, and we appreciate that. So before we go, I'm going to have you look in that camera, tell our, our listeners how they can find Darker MFG, whether that be online or socials. Um, check me out on Instagram. It's Darker MFG Co. D-A-R-K-E-R-M-F-G-C-O. That's my handle. Um, it's the same thing on Facebook, and there's links on both, and just keep Keep looking out. There's going to be a website soon here. Coming soon, a website. All right. And what is the what will the URL for the website be? www.darkermfgco.com. Perfect. Always good when you can actually get the business name available yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm still trying to negotiate with somebody for az.com, and he wanted ten grand for it, but he I got him down to five. That's still too much. So he's had it for at least seven years. Yeah. So I'm hoping like to just wait him out someday get it for. Yeah. I, I would like to obtain darker. Yeah, we have az.co, we have azbiz, we have a bunch yeah. of, we don't have az.com, yeah. which I would like to have. But Well, thanks again, man. We appreciate it. And uh, we want to go over to your space and take a look yeah, at those so check things it out. and check it out. And uh, we'll go from there. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for uh, coming along with us today and learning about the journey of Brandon Mikey and Darker MFG Co. <laughs> check them out online and check out what they're doing over there. Really, really, really cool stuff. Uh, as my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time.